one. Here we will try to learn about the motility of large intestine. The learning objectives will be learn the modification in colonic structure to suit the colonic motility, mention the autonomic innervation of colon and regulation of colonic functions, understand electrophysiology of colonic muscles, name the colonic movements, colonic reflexes and give their functions, draw the pathway of defecation reflex and explain reflex mechanism, give the physiological basis of Hirschsprung's disease, irritable bowel syndrome, diarrhea and constipation. Large intestine consists of cecum, colon, rectum and anal canal. Colon constitutes about 90% of large intestine and consists of ascending, transverse, descending and sigmoid colons. The length of the large intestine is about 1.5 meters that is 5 to 5 feet or 150 centimeters. Small intestine receives kind of meals sequentially with no mixing of individual meals whereas large intestine mainly mixture of kinds of many meals uh, one two three days on average the total transit time of kind of a meal through large intestine is recorded from passage of radio markers is about 30 to 48 hours the transit time of kind through different parts of the gut is as follows in small intestine four hours in ascending colon 6 hours, in transverse colon 8 hours, in descending and pelvic colons 12 hours. From pelvic colon to rectum, the transit is very slow, which may even make uh, even take uh, 1 to 2 days. However, transit time depends on the fiber content of diet. The transit time is less in high fiber diet and sometimes may even be reduced to 6 hours through the entire gut. Motility of colon. The major function of the colon are storage of chyme that arrives from small intestine and absorption of salt and water from the chyme. Therefore, though the colon receives about 2 liters of chyme per day from the small intestine, its output is only about 200 ml. The objectives of colonic contraction are to mix the chyme and circulate it across the mucosal surface of the colon so that maximum contact occurs between chyme and the mucosal epithelium. This plus slow movement of the chyme across the colon which is about uh, 5 to 10 centimeters per hour allows maximum absorption of salt and water. Structure of the wall of the large gut resembles the general structure of the GIT however special features are longitudinal muscle layer of the muscularis externa is concentrated into three bands which is called as tinea coli. These bands are shorter than the rest of the colon. Therefore, the wall of colon uh, form hosta that is out pouchings. There are no villi in the, on the mucosa. There are many goblet cells. The colonic glands are small inward projections of mucosa. They secrete mucus. The circular muscles usually do not exhibit action potential. The outer longitudinal muscle is specialized to tinea coli. So these are the this diagram showing the different uh, uh, walls uh, layers of the large intestine. Okay, so note that there is a, uh, there is absence of villi, the mucosal epithelium, and the outer longitudinal muscle gets converted into uh, tinea coli. The parasympathetic innervation to cecum, ascending, transverse and most of the descending colon comes from vagus nerve, whereas innervation to the sigmoid colon, rectum, anal canal 
comes from the pelvic nerves that arise from the sacrospinal cord. Sympathetic fibers to large gut uh, is via superior and inferior mesenteric plexuses and superior inferior hypogastric plexuses. Parasympathetic stimulation increases and sympathetic stimulation decreases the colonic movements. Electrophysiology Colon consists of both circular and longitudinal muscle. Circular muscle, there are two types of pacing or rhythm generating cells in the colon. So they are made up of interstitial cells. One set of cells that are present near the inner border of the circular muscle produce regular slow waves and high amplitude like that of uh, gastric slow waves. The second set of interstitial cells present near the outer border of the circular muscle that produces wave with low amplitude and high frequency oscillation that are called as myentric potential oscillations that is MPO. Circular muscles do not fire action potentials. The longitudinal muscle, these muscles also exhibit myentric potential oscillations. However, longitudinal muscles sometimes fire action potential at the peak of MPO that elicits contraction of the large intestine. Colonic movements, they are called as uh, hostile contraction, propulsive movements, mass colonic peristalsis. Hostile movements, these are the contractions similar to that of segmentation. Hostra become more prominent in these contractions. Therefore, they are called as hostile contractions. They help in mixing and uh, circulation of chyme within the large intestine. Propulsive movements are the peristaltic movements that propel colonic contents towards rectum. The mechanism of colonic peristalsis is the same that of intestinal peristalsis. Mass colonic peristalsis. Mass colonic peristalsis is a stronger peristaltic contraction that forcefully pushes the contents of colon into rectum. Activation of mass peristalsis in colon finally leads to initiation of defecation reflex. It also cleans the large intestine. It occurs three to four times a day and is initiated usually after a meal. Mass peristalsis is not affected by colostomy. Colonic reflexes. Colonocolonic reflex. Relaxation of the entire colon in response to distension of the one of the part of the colon. So this is partly mediated by the sympathetic fibers. Gastrocolic reflex. Gastrocolic reflex is initiated when food accumulates in stomach. Distension of stomach causes motility of the proximal and distal colon. This pushes colonic content into the rectum, so which stimulates the desire for defecation. Therefore, uh, usually after taking large meal, the urge for defecation is enhanced. This reflex is more developed in children. Gastrocolic reflex is proposed to be mediated by gastrin secreted from the stomach in response to gastric dilatation or distension and not by neural factors. Motility of rectum and anal canal. Mass colonic peristalsis pushes the contents of colon into the rectum. Anal canal always remains closed by tonic contraction of the internal and external anal sphincters. The internal anal sphincter is made up of thickening of the circular smooth muscle of the anal canal. The external anal sphincter consists of striated muscles. Thus, external sphincter is innervated by somatic motor fibers via pudendal nerves which brings it under voluntary control. Before initiation of the defecation reflex, colonic peristalsis pushes the colonic contents into the rectum.
This causes filling of the distension of rectum that initiates the relaxation of internal and uh, internal anal sphincter and constriction of the external anal sphincter. With initiation of defecation reflex, the external sphincter opens and the person defecates. However, reflex relaxation of intestinal sphincter in response to rectal distension is a temporary phenomenon. If defecation is delayed, the internal sphincter regains its normal tone and the reflex is inhibited. So this is a diagram showing structure and position of the, uh, the internal and external anal sphincter. Defecation. This reflex phenomena with a voluntary control that is automatic and voluntary components. The center for defecation is present in the sacral portion of the spinal cord which is influenced by higher centers. Defecation reflex is initiated when the mass peristaltic movement of the descending and sigmoid colons pushes the colony content into the rectum. So that is the stimulus for defecation reflex. As the external anal sphincter is innervated by somatic nerves, the voluntary effort is also important in initiating defecation. However, normally defecation is inhibited by acute anorectal angle which is about 90 uh, degree and contraction of the external sphincter and puborectalis muscle. Pathway. The receptor for defecation reflex are the stretch receptors located in the wall of the uh, rectal rectum. The afferent information from the wall of the rectum is conveyed to sacral segment of spinal cord via pelvic nerve. The efferent input from the spinal cord to rectum and internal anal sphincter comes via pelvic nerve to the external anal sphincter via somatic nerve. Higher center, especially cortex, influences spinal cord center via corticospinal pathway. The relaxation of the internal anal sphincter is due to inhibitory signals that originate in myantric plexus in response to peristaltic wave approaching anus. This allows the fecal matter to press into the press onto the anal canal. Okay. So this is the defecation reflex and these are the afferent nerves and the, so these are the afferent nerves and these are the efferent nerves. So afferents mainly from the pelvic nerve and uh, the yeah, the reflex is integrated at S3 level and the efferents are mainly the pudendal nerve which are going to innervate the sphincters. The individual sits on the toilet and strains. This increases the intra-abdominal pressure which forcefully expels the rectal contents through the anal canal. So this is assisted by the relaxation of the external anal sphincter. Uh, decreased anorectal angle and relaxation of the puborectalis muscle. Evacuation of the bladder is preceded by deep breathing that pushes the diaphragm downward. Contraction of respiratory muscle increases the intrathoracic and intraabdominal pressures. The contraction of the abdominal wall muscle further increases abdominal pressure. When these muscles, when these mechanisms elevate the intraabdominal pressure about 200 centimeters of water. The feces is forced out through the external anal sphincter. So defecation is a spinal reflex. Therefore, following spinal transaction, defecation is never complete. However, evacuation of the bowel and bladder can be achieved 
by activating mass reflex in paraplegic patients. Faces or stool is a semi-solid mass about 200 to 500 uh, 200 to 250 ml excreted from the large gut per day. It contains inorganic materials, undigested fibers, bacteria and water. Water constitutes uh, 75% and solids 25% of total volume. The undigested fibers include cellulose and other fibers. Bacteria and inorganic materials constitute 30 and 15% of the total solids respectively. The composition of the feces is not fully affected by diet as a large fraction of it comes from non-dietary origin. Even in fasting, a good amount of feces is passed. The color of the stool is due to the presence of bile pigments. The smell of feces is due to the presence of indole and scatol, the amines that are produced by colonic bacterial flora. Hirschsprung's disease so this is also known as congenital megacolon or a ganglionosis. In this condition, entire neuronal plexus in the wall of the colon are congenitally absent. Failure of migration of the neural crest from cranial to caudal region results in the absence of ganglion in both myentric and submucosal plexuses in distal part of the colon and rectum. This prevents relaxation of the rectal outlet and internal anal sphincter in response to rectal filling. Thus, obstruction occurs to the outflow of feces and feces uh, accumulated behind the obstruction. Consequently, distension of the colon ensues. Clinically, it manifests as abdominal distension, anorexia and lassitude. In severe cases, symptoms appear in newborns as early as the third day of uh, the birth. Treatment is uh, predominantly surgical dilatation. Diarrhea. This is due to either increased secretion or increased GI motility. In any case, acute diarrhea results in dehydration and hypovolemia. Oral rehydration therapy is the immediate treatment to the uh, treatment to prevent volume and electrolyte loss. Oral rehydration solutions, that is ORS, contains salt and electrolytes and glucose. ORS contains both sodium and glucose, so that sodium is absorbed via SGLT1 that is sodium glucose co-transporter and uh, glucose facilitates sodium transport. Constipation. Physiological basis is decreased intestinal motility that causes stasis of chymes in the large intestine which facilitates water absorption and uh, dehydration of the intestinal contents. The chyme hardens and feces becomes more solid. Irritable bowel syndrome, also called as uh, mu mucus colitis or spastic colon or irritable colon and colonic neurosis. In the West, about 22-30% uh, of the gastrointestinal disorder is contributed by IBS. In India, this is very common and many cases used to be misdiagnosed as a chronic amoebiasis in the past. IBS is functional disorder of intestine characterized by alteration of the bowel habits and abdominal pain in the absence of any detectable organic pathology. There is no morphologic, histologic, microbiologic or biochemical abnormalities in IBS. Changes in gut motility are observed in, severe, in several studies through a poorly correlate with the symptoms.
in the constipated variety the frequency of high altitude peristaltic contraction is less whereas non propulsive segmentation contractions are more moreover food induced hypermotility of the colon occurring normally about one hour after meal is reduced in many patients this may account for their postprandial symptoms emotional stress is seen to aggravate the motility disorder electrical abnormalities normally gut has two types of myoelectrical activity that is basal electrical rhythm and spike activity the ber is a continuous waveform at the rate of 6 cycles per minute and the uh, the spike activity in the form of electrical burst superimposed on ber and this is responsible for the mechanical contraction of the gi tract so ibs patients have a low ber uh, at the rate of 3 cycles per minute in normal people feeding induces sa immediately which peaks uh, in 30 minutes and lasts for about uh, 50 minutes but in ibs patients the feeding induced Uh, spike activity is dampened in the first uh, 50 minutes but it becomes stronger later on clinical features are painless functional diarrhea painless simple constipation alternating diarrhea and constipation bloating of the abdomen pain due to the spasm of colon and small intestine symptoms are vague and these include abnormal bowel habits ranging from constipation to diarrhea often uh, alternating irregularly palate like stools increased gastrocolic reflux vague abdominal pain ranging from dull ache to severe colic flatulence relieved by belching uh, capricious appetite and insomnia so around 20% of the subjects complain weight loss all patients are emotionally tense and they tend to exaggerate uh, the disability inflammatory bowel disease these include two conditions these are crohn's disease that is regional enteritis and ulcerative colitis crohn's disease or regional enteritis is characterized by transmural non caseating granulomatous inflammation affecting the segment of terminal ileum or colon ulcerative colitis is a idiopathic form of idiopathic form of acute and chronic ulceroinflammatory colitis affecting chiefly the mucosa and submucosa of rectum and descending colon it may have a systemic involvement in the form of polyarthritis uveitis ankylosing spondylitis skin lesions and hepatic involvement both the diseases can occur at any age but are more frequent in second and third decades of life females are more affected than males this is in brief about large intestine and its movements and some of the applied uh, aspects related to large intestine Thank you.